Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. We live in a day and age of where brand recognition is very, very important to so many people. Matter of fact, you know what we do? We categorize people by it, don't we? By what they drive, what they wear. You know what I mean. People are are chasing the look of something. But if you were to look underneath the hood, you'd see that it really is not authentic. It's not the real thing. It's a knockoff. It's not the real brand. It really doesn't have cred or credibility. It looks good, but that's not what it's about. You see, certain brands have a certificate of authenticity in order to verify that it's the real thing, that it's legit. A true brand is more than surface deep. Now, do you understand and realize that that when you read Scripture, there is a brand recognition, and it's not what you would think it is. You see, we have a tendency to think that brand recognition is this, Christian, but it's not. You see, the term Christian only appears three times in all of Scripture. And this was a term that was used by people outside of the community of Jesus. And when they used it, it was not in a flattering way either. You see, it was never a term that the followers of Jesus used to describe themselves. And so what that means is that we face a challenge every single day. And the challenge is defining what a Christian really is. What is the identity of a Christian? You see, if I were to ask you, it might be different than than what I think or somebody else thinks. Some would say that you become a Christian by saying a prayer. That's basically my background, and that's why, you know, we invite you to offer a prayer to God and invite him into your life. Others might say, well, you know what? I'm a Christian because I was baptized. Or I went through confirmation classes and I recited some things. Maybe others would say, you know what, I joined the church. And yet, if you would look at Scripture, you would find that the word that was used to describe the people who were a part of Jesus, okay, is frightening. It's scary. You know what the word is? It's disciple. Disciple. You see, you and I can hide behind the term Christian, can't we? I mean, everybody uses that term. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, I have a Bible. But in Jesus' day, it was totally different. You see, Luke records in Acts 11.26, he says, the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. And again, it was not a flattering term. If you were to ask the people who were a part of Jesus' group, who they were. They would say, I am a disciple. And the word disciple means a couple of things. It means learner, that you're learning. And it means follower. See, you see, a a disciple would say something like this. What do you want me to do? How would you have me to respond? What would you do if you were me? How would you handle this relationship? How would you respond to this person? Jesus, how would you handle your money? How would you handle your time? You see, a disciple is someone 
who is saying, give me direction. Show me and train me and teach me how to live my life. And by the way, before you give me any direction, I just want you to know the answer is yes. You see, a disciple always starts with yes, and then they move on and they ask, now what is it that you want me to do? You see, it's much different than calling yourself a Christian, isn't it? You see, a disciple of Christ doesn't consider following Jesus as a good lifestyle. It is life. So I want you to think about the difference between vitamins and DNA. You see, a lot of people want Jesus to be a a vitamin for their life, a supplement, something that, that would enhance their life or make their life better. But Jesus isn't a supplement. He wants to totally transform and change our entire DNA. You see, a supplement is an addition to our life, but our DNA, well, that's our complete identity. So let me ask you a question. Who is Jesus to you? Someone who benefits life? Or is he the very thing that life comes from? You see, as we begin this new year, I think it's prudent for you and me to take a long look at ourselves and ask the question, am I a fan or am I a follower of Christ? Kyle Eidelman writes a book about it, and I encourage you to get it. And what we learn is this. As you read throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we find example after example where Jesus puts people in a position of where they must choose. You see, many times there would be large crowds following him, and Jesus would say something that would filter who in the crowd were fans and who were just followers. You see, Jesus was never, never, never impressed by the size of the crowd. He was never concerned about being the center of attention. He was concerned about the commitment level. That's what he cared about. And here is what his call was 2,000 years ago. And he's asking it of you and me today as well. I want you to listen to these words. Here's what he says. If anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself. Listen to this. Set aside selfish interest and take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, by the way, without complaining, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering, perhaps dying, because of faith in me. Jesus is asking, well, honestly, He's demanding that you and I define the relationship. Define the relationship that we have with him. You see, he's not interested in a casual relationship. He isn't just wanting to be a good buddy or a good friend. You know, one of the things that that happens among our our, uh, students today is when they're dating, you know, they usually hit an awkward stage of where either the guy or the girl, whoever feels the most courageous, they feel compelled to ask, define the relationship. Are you serious about this? 
Are we just going to be friends? Would your life be any different without me? And for some, that, that question creates a little bit of anxiousness, a little bit of anxiety, you know, and, and maybe they would respond, I like things the way that they are because it's comfortable. Let's not complicate things. And yet in order to grow in that relationship, it needs to be defined. And that's what Jesus is doing here. He's defining the relationship. And he's letting us know what it really means to follow him. And to follow him will require a few things, and I want to give them to you. And he spells it out very, very clearly. The first thing is this, denying yourself. He says, set aside selfish ambition and self-interest and pride. It's where his dreams become our dreams, and his priorities become our priorities. You see, Paul talks about this because he experienced it, and he writes this. He says, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. When you make a decision to follow Jesus, you make the decision that he has everything and every part of you and me. So let me ask you a question. Does God have control? of every part of your life? Does he have control of your body, what you look at, what you listen to, what you take in? You see, Jesus would say, if you're gonna follow me, if you're truly gonna be my disciple, then you have to deny yourself. And then he goes on and he says this, following Jesus means not only denying yourself, but it means taking up your cross daily. Taking up your cross daily. That is that, that you and I are willing to endure whatever may come, inconvenience, whatever comes our way. You know what? We're willing to endure it. We're willing to embrace it. See, Paul once again talks about this. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I. It's no longer Dwight who lives, but Christ who lives in me. You see, this is a concern that I have with our churches today, is that when we gather, we think that, that there, there's, there's nothing more than just gathering in a building, and that instead of, of, of being a community of followers, we're nothing more than fans, and so we, we gather and we, we clap and, and we act like fans. Though we might wear a cross, we don't bear the cross. And we come to church and we know the songs. Matter of fact, we like the songs. We're hoping that they sing our favorite songs. We might even crack the Bible. We might even take notes. We might even walk out to our car. And it might even have a new point sticker on the window. And we might be able to even take time to say grace before lunch. But I want you to hear me on this. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You see, I think for years I was more a fan than a follower because I confused knowing about Jesus with knowing Jesus. And there is a huge difference between knowledge of God and intimacy with God. You see, I grew up thinking that it was my knowledge and my good behavior that made me a follower of Christ. But maybe I never talked to him throughout the day. Maybe I never listened to him. Maybe I never gave him permission to speak into my life. 
You see, here's what I believe. Most of us don't mind Jesus, let's say, once a week on Sunday. And by the way, that's been interrupted, hasn't it? And so because it has been interrupted, it confuses us. Because for many of us, that's the only way we know how to relate to Jesus is by going to a building. Because we want to feel better. We want to experience the familiar. And yet what I would say is Jesus wants to heal you and I and make us whole. He doesn't just want you and I to feel better. You know, I can remember when I moved from being a a fan of Jesus to a follower of Jesus. I was in a relationship with a a girl and, and I got desperately hurt. And I knew everything about her and she had a rough past. And yet I chose to love her. And I ended up getting hurt by her. And I remember talking to God and I I said to God, God, I can't believe this. I knew the worst about her. And I chose to love her and she played with my love. And he said to me, Dwight, that's the picture of our relationship. I know the worst about you. And yet you're just a fan. You're not a real follower of me. And that day, my view of sin changed. That it wasn't just about me being forgiven of my sins. It was about sin robbing me of God's best for my life. It was about sin robbing me of my true DNA. I realized that the penalty of sin is death and that whenever I sinned against other people, something in me died and something between us died. And I realized that I needed to move from just knowing about God to really intimately knowing God and moving from being a fan of God to being a follower of God. You see, this past year has been interesting. From the first start of this pandemic, I've shared many, many times that I believe that God is is challenging our faith. And he's challenging us in the way in which we see the church and the way in which we operate as a church. And it's really been very heavy on my heart that we would be more than just a church with buildings, more than just a church with programs, more than just a church that would gather on a a Sunday morning. And I just want you to know that I, I truly believe that New Point's best days are in front of us. But I believe that God is making us uncomfortable, that he is stretching us. He is challenging us to be a part of a genuine community. And that's why I I strongly urge you to, to be a part of a New Point group or to host New Point at home. I've had people share with me from time to time, and they say something like this, and I understand it, though I don't agree with it. Dwight, I just want you to know that, you know what, I'm no longer going to New Point since you've decided not to regather quick enough. I need community. And I try to respond as lovingly as I possibly can. And I just ask him, so are you in a group? No. Are you hosting a group? No. Would you be willing to have New Point at home? No. And I've told them. You'd rather go to church than be the church. And I let them know, hey, it's okay if you're going to another church. I'll help you however I can. But you're basically a fan. And your family knows it. And your friends know it. 
and, and, and you lose credibility. You see, the reality is, for many of us, we will commit to something as long as it's not uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, we're out. If it's inconvenient, we're out. But let me tell you something. Crosses are not comfortable. Crosses are not convenient. And so I want to ask you, are you a part of a group? Are you willing to be the church? You see, what happens is during this, this COVID, God's made all of us uncomfortable. He's turned our world upside down. And I believe the only way that we're truly going to be able to experience true life in Jesus Christ is by being inconvenienced and being uncomfortable. As I said, crosses aren't comfortable. Jesus didn't come to this earth to make you and I a better person or to help you and I behave better or to tweak our personality or to fine-tune our manners or to smooth out our rough edges. He wants total transformation, and that's the objective of the gospel. It's not to make you and I a well-behaved person that is respected. It is to turn your world and my world upside down. And so Jesus would say this, follow me, follow him. Following Jesus means that we deny ourselves, we take up our crosses, and we follow him. You see, Jesus spoke these words 2,000 years ago, and I'm telling you, he's saying them today to you and to me, to New Point and to the big church all throughout America and around the world. Here's what he's saying. He is saying, you stubbornly refuse to follow me because you are not my sheep. As I've told you before, my sheep, listen, my sheep hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. Jesus says, follow me to his disciples. And he's using a Hebrew term that literally means go where I go. Do what I do. Whatever I ask, I will give you the complete ability and power to accomplish it. It literally means follow in my footsteps. Wherever he goes, you go. Now that might sound easy, but the fact of the matter is remember, he walked on water. And it's in those moments that we need to remember that he's in control and I'm not. You see, there is no way to follow Jesus without giving up complete and total control. There's no way, no way. You see, following Jesus is the most difficult thing you'll ever do because it's not a list of religious rules. It's much more than that. If it was just a list of religious rules or checklist, it would be easier, but it's difficult because following Jesus means that you and I spend a lifetime not knowing what the next step is. But you and I know that's where life is. That's where transformation is. That's where joy is. After Jesus was challenging a group of people and he gave a very difficult message of where there was multitudes of fans who felt it was too difficult, and they, they left him. And by the way, Jesus always gave difficult messages. And he gave it this one day, and 
Many people left, and he looked back at his disciples, and here's what he asked them. He said this, are you going to leave too? Are you going to leave too? And Peter, the one who usually spoke up, said this. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The word eternal life there means two things, quantity and quality. You not only give life forever and ever, but you give a quality of life right here and now. He says, you have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Listen listen to me. Jesus and Jesus alone carries the words of eternal life. That's why we say that Jesus makes life better and he makes us better at life because he gives us life forever and ever and ever and ever. But he also gives us a quality of life here that stands out and that calls attention to him. And so today, let me ask you a question. What's your relationship? Define your relationship. Are you a fan? Are you a follower? By the way, let, let, me, let me just say this. If I were to ask your spouse, if I were to ask your kids, if I, would, if I were to ask the group that you hang out with, would they describe you as a fan of Jesus? Or a follower? You see, Jesus calls you and I, and he lets us know that our identity needs to be this. I'm a disciple. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Where he goes, I go. What he asks of me, I say yes. So I want to encourage you to define your relationship with him and then take the necessary steps. One of the ways in which can help you and lead you and guide you in that is by talking to God, by prayer, by connecting with God. And I want to encourage you to embrace the 21 days of prayer and fasting that's beginning January 11th and begin to seek God with all of your heart and let him know, I don't want to be a fan only. I want to be a true follower because that's where eternal life is. And I promise you, you won't ever regret it. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. And we thank you that you are great, you're good, and you're generous. And yet you call us not to be fans of you. You call us to be followers. One of where we have placed our allegiance and our loyalty to, of where we say, hey, Jesus, the answer is yes. By the way, what's the question? What is it that you're asking me to do? And I pray today that we would be the church. You said you'd build your church. You would build a group, ecclesia, a group of people, followers, who would impact their world. God, may we be that today because our world desperately needs it. And it's in your name we pray and give thanks. Amen.
If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.